Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3-0 Take, presented by SeatGeek. This is episode 334. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin. I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes and Ryan Ripkin. Uh, and an apparent lack of Ollie, Ryan. Uh, I got a little bone to pick with you. It's been how many episodes now? And Ollie has yet has yet to make an appearance on the pod. So does that? And yeah, I mean, we have he's probably doubled. I mean, in he's size. a full grown dog at this point. Like we miss we missed out, but. Well, you know what? Like we talked about always with me coming on, there's something problematic that happens with me, and I don't. Ollie, Ollie is a saint. I don't want to damage his record he's he's a good boy does he listen all the time no you know and he and he's a busy guy he's actually currently out on a nice walk run uh with my girlfriend see so it's always, i'll wait it's, i'll wait next I'll, you know what it's always something yeah. i'll have my people get in contact with his with uh your people and we'll, we'll work on it i'll take i'll take responsibility i'm accountability why me. why can't you just send her a text right now and be like, hey, when you guys get back, just open the door and let Ollie just just peep just just pop in here. Okay, if if uh if that happens, I'll 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 give the signal. I don't know if we're giving signs. I'll give a sign and mm-hmm. uh Ollie might just poof in. Mm-hmm. This and it might a- knock my mic off at the same time, but we'll risk it. Yeah. I what what was one of your favorite signs? I, I always like the I like I like the chest what I never I never like the face ones. I didn't like the face ones. Two hands going at once. You're like you're trying to pick up ears and nose. And I love hat. how every baseball coach had the had the wipe as the belt and it's like Yeah. Every every baseball coach in America knew what was happening at that point in time. But <laughs> I see what you're trying to do here, getting us off track about Ollie. Um look, this isn't a professional production. If you need to get up in the middle of this to just go grab him just so he can make an appearance that's more than acceptable so don't feel like you have to run some elaborate signage it's true okay if either of you have to poop you can both get up whatever you need to do Uh, Mm -hmm. he appreciates that and so do i Mm -hmm. uh you know i i just think all the time it's just uh and maybe you guys have reminded me i do need a new computer and the, the mic system whatever happens for people that listen we come on, I come on here every single time and they say, no, Ryan, you're not the problem. I am the problem. Every time we come on, something happens. So I feel like bringing Ollie would bring joy, but also might ruin the entire production just by, I would, I would argue that Ollie would greatly enhance the production, but that's just me. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Uh, we got a voicemail right off the top and then we, we will get into some Luis or Irez, uh, Pablo Lopez, Jazz Chisholm talk. We got some things on deck, but before we do that, let's uh, let's see if this voicemail will play. Chances are it probably won't happen because Ryan's on here, and that just oh. never never seems to work. But let's see let's see if it works. Otherwise, I'll have to take the old school route. Hey guys, greetings from sunny Central Florida. You just need to do a uh, bit of a rant. I got two things. Number one, um, been looking at being down here. We're in the heart of you know the grapefruit seed. But uh, looking at spring training ticket prices have absolutely skyrocketed. I don't know if you guys have looked at it, but it is ridiculous. You'll also be glad to hear, uh, for the first time, I'm going to go see a Yankees game at Steinbrenner Field. Worst seats in the stadium, absolute nosebleeds, $75 a ticket. Absolutely outrageous. Just crashed out. Absolutely outrageous. But the word I really wanted to rant about, maybe uh, alone on this subject, Maybe uh, maybe on my own island, maybe I'm missing something. I'm not sure, but I wish we'd have a talk about it. Why are we so interested in the statistic of war? I know it's got like a formula behind it, but in the end, it's all based on conjecture. It's all guesses. Why are we so interested in this, at the base, made-up statistic? How are you supposed to know how much better you are than the other person? You have no idea. You have no idea. And then for somebody that's taken over for somebody that was terrible, they automatically get a higher war versus if you took over for somebody that was, you know, decent, yours less through no fault of your own. Can somebody explain to me why everybody is so interested in war? It doesn't make sense. I put no stock into it. Absolutely no stock. It does not make sense. 
can we please just go back to batting average? Because despite what you guys say, batting averages matter. What a sign-off, first off. I like that. That's passion. That's nice. That's passion yeah. right there. That's and what we're, it, that's and what we're all it about worked. Here. It worked, by the way. Fired up about that. Yeah. 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 I think, well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, speaking on the war stuff. Um, it's not necessarily specific to the guy you're replacing or your next level, right? It's it's basically comparing that player to league average. Am I right? I, like if if say you know Mike Trout is has a war of of you know six for the season, replacement level is that player. compared to the league average? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so is that the league average of whatever player would step in, or is that like specific to the organization? It's a good question. It's definitely a stat that needs to be elaborated more, and and it needs to be a little more clear for for average fans. I think, I mean, the fact that we still have questions on it and we're, we're talking about this stuff every day, um, is, is a problem. And, um, you know, I, I think that's the beauty of, of our game is that baseball is, is, you know, it's comprised of a ton of stats. You know, we are that game. We are that sport. Whereas other sports, you may just be able to fall back on two or three stats and say that. So I think, I think it's the accumulation of stats that can allow you to get to this. I don't think we should live and die by the war. I get, definitely understand his argument. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just looking up, trying to look up more definitions. It's saying a replacement level player, saying it was a free agent or minor league player. Someone, yeah, it could be average, whatever it could be. You're right. I think it's just the the lack of full definition, I think, is what confuses. I think all the time we understand the concept, but we don't understand the concept. And right. I think that that's the bigger part. You're going, well, he's got a great war. Well, usually it, for me, like an eye test is, well, he's a good player or he's not. You know, I think the war goes, mm -hmm. it tries to help guys that maybe aren't as well known. And they're going, well, hey, he's actually done a lot of great things. But if you go out there and watching, you know, uh, like Nolan Arenado, you know, then you're like, well, hey, he's a good player. You know, like, that. so that's the eye test. And I think that's sometimes what we get away from is just the, the simple eye test. And that's what baseball, as complex as baseball is, it still is a very simple game when it comes to, you know, defining who's making the right plays and who isn't. I'm kind of, sorry, I, while you all were going on about or I was fixating <laughs> on the uh, the spring training the ticket pricing. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm over here looking at, I'm over here looking at tickets for, I just pulled up what what we got for the Sox this spring i'm not seeing anything outrageous like the 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 yankees game is it looks like it's sold out um but like probably depends on the matchups time of spring training as well right and ryan you can talk on that too like you know there there's a gap yeah. right there's a a part of time you know like during spring training where you're gonna get the the secondary guys you're gonna get the guys that are you know still fighting for right. spots and so i looked at both ends. i looked at the, the yeah. start and the end and it's i mean it's anywhere from like right now i could get them for five bucks up to 43 dollars I, I haven't seen anything about well i think that's i i think it's just the red Sox. no i <laughs> i mean that probably explains the pricing a little bit i right? mean i i appreciate your attempt at an insult nate but the red Sox have uh, some of the highest tickets highest price tickets in major league baseball right now so in, in spring training in or? the regular season you know the games that actually matter oh uh, we're not we're not talking about fenway we're talking about right but you're talking ta you're Jeff trying Luka. to make it you're trying to make a jab at the quality of, of play on the field but how does that make sense uh, if the red sox have the highest price tickets in baseball with your season? argument basically the only thing to go see is the stadium not the team so I think that's what this point is proving for me. You're not proving spring any spring training point. does not have the the does not have the the Fenway attraction to be able to rake up those those prices. So if you're just watching the team, that's why they're so cheap. Fenway is the reason why those prices are what they are, not your team. But those are the games that people go to see. They go to see the players. They go to see the stadium. But yet it hey, doesn't matter who's on the field. They did have Xander Bogarts. They're charging whatever they want. They don't have Xander Bogarts. They're charging whatever they want. It doesn't make any sense. Wow. Uh, just over know. here taking I, strays. I, I'm over here trying to point out to people that spring just, training's not so bad, yeah. apparently. But 
I've heard I've heard bad things about here right. over here in Arizona too. I think like like uh, even the I know a lot of the fields out here have like uh like the um the hill seats right like the center field hill seats where there's no seating it's just sitting in the grass there's still like 40 or 50 bucks for i think cubs i think the rockies and diamondbacks uh salt river spot is the same situation it's it's tough out it's here, a convenient man. thing and also there's limited tickets you know when you think about stadium capacities for you know major leagues like the the actual stadiums in major league baseball compared to spring training facilities sure. They're going to be less sure. tickets. So if a team is in more demand or people want, or it's a more populated region and you know, you're going to see different, different prices. And also too, you're right. I think it, you know, as right in the meat of spring training is when guys are really trying to ramp up and get their at bats. And I think that's where you're seeing a little bit more of, but yeah, you know, I, I'm going to stay out of the whole Red Sox Yankees debate. That was, that was cute guys. <laughs> and, and I've come to just, get away when it when it's possible but to answer the question yeah I, I think honestly though the the limited capacity and it's a destination for people at that time like just looking at a from a time of year standpoint like we talk about snowbirds and people taking their families on spring breaks and all that stuff it you know teams it's a business and teams try to capitalize that they think if one person's not going to pay for it you know someone will it's weird. I'm also seeing tickets on here up to like forty five, fifty dollars for the Yankees tickets, but I guess that's that's they're they're a special case. I don't I don't know. Doesn't doesn't make much sense to me. <laughs> but I'm sure, let's go on. Still trying to still trying to fight. I'm not it. trying to fight it. I'm just pointing out the the data that's readily accessible to people like us, Nate. That's all <laughs> I was trying to do. All I'm trying to do. Yeah. Speaking of tickets, solid voicemail, solid voicemail though. Keep the keep those coming. Speaking of tickets, uh, I guess we can announce it. Can we announce it? Should we announce it? Or do we need to That's wait? You, do we dog? need to wait till a certain individual is is, this a, is, teaser? A, little, is a little more certain on whether or not they can partake i think there's a certain individual that's holding this up a little bit not gonna name uh, any names nate (laughs) not gonna name any names but nate Uh, and i are pretty much for sure going to the world baseball classic and and ryan ryan should be uh tagging along with us that's that's the goal at least but i think actually we already mentioned on here if for some reason that doesn't pan out if if something comes up for ryan for work or for family or whatever we have a backup plan we're going to, yeah. I don't know how we're going to do it. I, we still haven't really decided, but we might just offer those up to a listener or somebody that maybe is in the area at that time. Come catch them. We may just save that third seat for where like our food that's goes. That's true. We could also games, do that you know? because that's, I mean, just have a nacho can't seat. put a price tag on that hot dog seat well, maybe yeah, i shouldn't come seat. any more at all but <laughs> if you're gonna leave that but yes i well the, it's only the, it's a matter of whether or not you're gonna be holding it for us ryan you're either gonna be holding it or it's gonna be in the chair <laughs> hold my nachos please <laughs> i have one role going out there it's it's not to enjoy a, a great atmosphere but yeah I, I'm, I'm really hopeful fingers crossed and this is something we've talked about for a while and and for those now that's close you know we are you know, under two months now, guys, from from this experience. And I'm trying to maybe like this is where it's trying to, you know, advertise for the World Baseball Classic. But it's awesome. Like, it, it really is. It's, it's a it's a cool moment. So if you guys are in the regions, like really consider going, you know, I agree. I, it's something that it's like you, you see it for FIFA, right? Like you see the World Cup. We experienced it this year. Baseball's trying to get there, man. This is still new. Like, this is only, what, the fifth World Baseball Classic? Fourth? Like, this is still a new thing. So, I think it, 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 I think the baseball community needs to continue to build this up because it's that same type of feel, right? You're getting that culture. You're getting people from that fan base and for that nationality traveling and bringing their culture into games. And it's not, it's not just like US Major League Baseball style. You know, I think it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be different. And, Kyle and I are at least going to be there. So if you are able to make it out, this is the Arizona one, by the way. Uh, just clarify that a little bit. Obviously, I'm in Arizona, so we're doing the Arizona pool where U.S. is. Uh, we're not going to be in Miami for uh, for the other side of the other side of the bracket. But yeah, Miami would be cool though. Miami would Oof. would, would, Miami would bring would some sick. passion down there. <laughs> Miami. Bring some passion. Miami would be sick. But excited. So people will stay tuned and, and everyone hopefully 
Um, hopefully it's positive news for us three and I, and I will not just be, or I will just be a nacho holder. At the very or hot least. dog, corn dog. I don't know if what. Are the, well, we can talk about food at different time. We. It's five days. We're going to be rotating through <laughs> that whole menu at Chase Field. That's for sure. What are Sampling. they? What do they got out there that's noteworthy? <sighs> to be honest with you, I don't even remember. I've only been to, to two games there. The most recent was um, the I, CC three thousand, right? No, I did go to a game. Um, sat in the in the nosebleeds this past season. I don't even remember who they were playing. I, it's uh, there's nothing to write home about about Chase, so I'm I'm not gonna sit here and and try to sell Chase. Um, food wise, hopefully we can dig up some some good stuff, but I don't know. We'll see. We will see. Oh, I do remember getting a hot dog, and it was just a hot dog. I'm seeing so. some options here. There's new items. <laughs> New items. Yeah. Read them off. What do we field. got? What do I got okay, to look for? They better beef it up. Well, so in the Azona Street Taco section, you got grilled chicken, like citrus salad, some Baja fish, tacos, nachos, carnito tacos. Uh, so it's a diamondback dog. Um, you know, there's other dogs here. It sounds like they have multiple, multiple dogs here. Is that a thing? Maybe. So yeah, I, I'm very. Our cholesterol is going to be to the moon. You know, I, for that. You no, know, so I just went on the web, MLB website and I'm seeing this dessert and it looks like a churro with ice cream on top of it. Yeah. And now I can't unsee it. I'll be getting a dozen of those. Thank you. That'll happen. Like, so I <laughs> hope that that's happen. a thing. Yeah, that'll happen. If you're going to sure. be at the World Baseball Classic, you better get in line before me because they're going to probably be sold yeah. out. Yeah. Also, come hang out with us for sure. If you're yeah, that, that's sure. That's too. Cut Kyle in line and then come hang out. Yeah. Should we look at the pool tickets? Should we just go hang out in the pool all week? We could do that for a day game. That'd be kind of sweet, actually. Talk about price sales or pr- ticket sales. That's. Yeah. I wonder what that's going to be like. Probably slightly more expensive. By a lot. Yeah. But we'll see. We have time. We'll we see. have time. Are we talking? Are we talking yeah. tickets? Tickets. Tickets? We're talking seats? Maybe. I thought we were talking food, but yeah. But you can't... Churro, a, a churro in the pool could be a, a challenge. Is that an option to, to watch from the pool? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't, lo- I haven't looked for well. the World Baseball Clarks, but yeah. People get those tickets, man. It's... Pretty well, weird. Ryan's looking into that. Let me tell you about SeatGeek. It's answered to all your ticket needs. Are you looking for tickets? you have plans of friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets for a sellout? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concert shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks or making it even better for you if you're a first-time user. SeatGeek, next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code 30TAKE. That's our social handle at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. That's all you got to do to save some of that. Good hard kid. Enter promo code 30TAKE. That's our social handle at checkout. I don't even know why we're looking at this because we've already gotten the, 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 yeah, we've the already tickets have already been purchased. But it's we could. Principle. He, we could do that's a day game. I was going to say, we could saying. catch a day game. Yeah. We could catch a day game from the pool. You know, right now. That'd be sweet. I'm striking out with pool info right now, pun intended. I did strike out quite a bit while I played, though. While I buy myself some time, uh, not nothing like striking out. Because um, we've got we've got Team <laughs> USA, we've got Great Britain, we've got Mexico, Colombia, and Canada, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's the whole mm-hmm. pool. That sounds about right. Sorry, I almost looked at a game in it looks like Taiwan, and that's not where I wanted to look uh, for a matchup. Ryan is losing I'm it. I'm losing it. You know, it, I got thrown off. I did. This is a this is a golden sombrero right now, which I also have done. Um, Ryan's thank you. trying out to be our. <laughs> Ryan's trying out to be like our data, like Google search in show well, guy, f- failing miserably. 
it's not looking good for it, for it feels Ryan. better. It feels better than the time I did go over five with four punches, including uh punch out in the extra inning game to win us the game while I was in high A. Um, people don't forget. And then I proceeded to strike out the next two at bats, the next game to go over <laughs> six with over seven with six punch outs. But I'm going to print out a, a screenshot of that box score. No, please. And don't. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to have you sign it. I'm going to bring it mm. out to Phoenix <laughs> and have you sign it. Mm. You know, Rude. Yeah, a quick story with that. You get a quick reminder of just how humbling baseball is. The beginning of the season got off to a really good start. The first series. And this is before they changed it to six game series. Um, it was three or four game series. We played the White Sox high A team to open up. Winston Salem felt good, played solid. And then uh, Fayetteville, the Astros came in, and that's where the fun just ended. And I um, K'd a lot uh, in the first. I actually went 0 for 5, 4 Ks. My coach manager was like, hey, you're going to sit the next day, maybe reset. Uh, the player gets thrown out of the game, so I have to enter in the sixth proceed to strike out and then strike out again with runners in scoring position to lose the game. So now I'm 0 for 7 and I go from starting off like 6 for 12 for then 0 for my next 7 and wondering uh, how cold the water was in the harbor um, you know in April. Just so that quickly. To, just wanted to end it all Ryan. That's, I went after that game. It's tough. After that game, I was in, and Frederick had one batting cage. This was not a high-tech place. Love Frederick, though. One batting cage, and I proceeded to hit outside for an hour and a half till I just blistered my hands. And did I get anything productive out of that? No. I've been there. Been there. I hit the tee more than I hit the ball. But enough about my situations. Let's talk about what's happening now today in, 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 the, in the real baseball world. We need to do... <laughs> I was I, not even joking. I was literally thinking about this before we, we got on today. Uh, but we need to do like a Q&A with Ryan, just like as a whole episode. Just yeah, have people so send in questions because I, <laughs> I, need, I, I need to hear more stories from Ryan's, from yeah. Ryan's life. I like that. That's a good idea. Oh, gosh. I might just be like a bonus episode. We don't even have to like take up our, yeah. our regular one. We can just throw it on there as a, as a bonus. People would eat that up. They they want to know more Ryan. I've had people when there was like that absence. So like while while I was out of town, I had people messaging me say, "Where where's Ryan?" I said, "Well, Nate and I haven't been there either, so I don't know why you're not wondering <laughs> where we are." But that's that's fine. But yeah, we need to do a Q and A with Ryan for sure. Be glad to talk. Glad to talk about my failures. Well, no, we don't need to necessarily. Okay, not the failures. Take the, that route, like, but okay, we can do exciting. If you ones. want to take it that route, we can. Uh. Let's talk about Luis Arise, Pablo Lopez, and the like. Uh, on Friday, this trade uh, broke. Um, I think the initial reaction was that... Well, I say initial reaction as though I'm speaking for the baseball world. I'm really just more so speaking for, for myself. And then, I, Nate, I think I texted you immediately when it happened saying that I was rather disappointed in the fact that two rumored trade candidates both kind of just swapped and I don't really feel like anything anything happened in terms of improvement I wanted to see a team package together something like a a, a, a fringe team or a team that wants to even double down say like I'm, I'm not saying the Mets but a team like the Mets where it's like oh let's just get even better let's go out and get a rise or Pablo Lopez, but then you you see the details of the trade and you're like, what was the point? Yeah, I'm kind of with you. It's it's like a I would have liked to have seen a bigger contender specifically get Lopez. I didn't know Arias was really on the market. I didn't know that he, that the Twins were even listening to calls on him. Um, I like the move for the Marlins in my mind. I know they have a little bit of like some some questions to answer about their infield with uh with Joey Wendell and and Segura and you know now you have Arias that can play first but Garrett Cooper is also there. So I know that there are some questions about their infield. But either way you get a guy with a hitting title. I mean that's 
that's that's a heck of an addition. Um, and they had they had you know some a plethora of arms, right? They have we've been talking about their young talent in their rotation for a minute, and for them to be able to you know slide that into something that helps the roster out a little bit, it's good. I just I didn't quite understand why they added another infielder. And now, and we'll get into this here in a minute, they're talking about, you know, sliding sliding jazz to center field. And it's like, there's just, it, it seems like there's a lot going on there, you know? Not to mention that batting title. I'm, I'm not going to let the people forget. I'm going to throw an asterisk on that batting title with the, uh, the hamstring issues. Yeah. At the bomb. end of the season. That, I mean... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to question whether or not it was legit, but I just thought it was it was it was interesting how it just played like two games in the last week and a half of the season or whatever. <sighs> but I digress. Uh, Ryan, what are your thoughts? You know, it just felt like Pablo's name was being thrown out there for a while like that was so it's not surprising that this happened. Honestly, you know, I, I like it for the twins. I, I do. Like I'll t- take the other side. He has he has some he has good stuff. I'll just be honest. He has good stuff, but honestly, has he put everything together fully? No. I mean he, last year had a solid year, thirty two games started, you know, three seven five ERA. You know, there's there's some positives, right? And so you think when you look at that maybe with the right fit, the right group, you could continue to even evolve and be better. And as we can see, as we've seen around Major League Baseball, having very productive uh, starting pitching is going to be so valuable. So I, I like it for that sense. Um, you know, I, I heard on other cases, and this is, you know, all kind of the rumor mill, but I know that there was, you know, Orioles hope fans were hopeful that they made a move that you know this he would come to the Orioles, but you know they wanted a deal involving you know possibly Cedric Mullins and you know I, I love Ced. I think Ced's a great player, and I wouldn't have done that from what he brings of a value sense. So it'll be interesting. But the Twins, I think it, uh, they're going to need that. I think especially with how the the Central is progressing, the Guardians I think we will will be right there, and with with the White Sox should bounce back. Don't think it's a bad move. Yeah, I mean, with with the Twins getting Pablo Lopez, and they also are getting the number five in the Marlin system, mm-hmm. as well as this outfielder. I I don't know what is the likelihood that Pablo Lopez gives us another year, and I say year, but it was. More so a stretch. I, I can't even really lump in the entire year. It was more of a, a an elongated stretch last season. Do we see that again in 2023? And if so, where do we place the value in terms of winners versus losers of this trade? In my mind, I immediately I always think of what the control is left, right? Like how how long can these can these guys stay with the these you know respective clubs? Um you know, Pablo only has this year and next year left in arbitration. He's set to be a free agent at the age of 29 in 2025. Whereas Arias, he's got a little bit more protection. He is not going until 2026, also the year of uh, turning 29. So, you know, that extra year of protection for Arias um, could be something. I think you also have to look at the twins are in my mind doing a lot of like second and third chances with their pitching staff. You know what I mean? Like outside of, uh, outside of Joe Ryan, I mean the, the, you talk about the additions of, of Paddock, you talk about McGill, you talk about Kent Maeda. Um, I love the, the ad of Jorge Lopez, you know, Ryan can speak on that a ton. Um, Sonny Gray. So it's a lot of guys that like, if they can live up to their potential, talking about a really good, you know, staff. If you have a couple of the guys, you know, fall out and and you don't get what you're expecting out of them, 
it makes this trade interesting to me because I still feel like they need additional offense. They still need some help in the lineup. I would agree with that. The only thing, like looking at it more, and this is maybe from the Twins' eyes, you know, Jose is, has played, uh, sorry, um, Luis has played really, um, he's, he's a hitter. He, he knows how to put the ball mm-hmm. in play, and he's done it very productively so far in his career. But there's a cap as far as with the productivity. I mean, this year, obviously, this past year, won the batting title. But if you're looking for that more offensive power, and there's different variations of your lineup, you know, you don't, he, he's not, he's not going to go out there and get you a high number of, of RBIs. He's going to get on base and you're hopefully he's, you're going to drive him in. And so when I look at it by adding Pablo, I think the upside is there. And that's kind of some of the other moves that you just alluded to. It's upside pitchers that if you can have this, if a few of these guys can hit or one or two of these guys can take us a, a step back to their former self or can take that next step up. To me, I think that value is going to help them down the long run. And 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 quite frankly, I, I hope Luis goes and, and plays extremely well the rest of the way. But it what is his ceiling? It was this year his ceiling. And I think that, if I'm putting on the GM hat, I think that's what the Twins were trying to evaluate is that if they had no plans to try to re-sign him, you sold at his that, peak. That is that is my thought process. Yeah. 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 That's not bad. And the other thing is, is that like I wonder how much of this has to do with finally creating room for Royce Lewis on a regular basis. You know, it's like obviously with bringing Correa back, you know, that, that creates a bit of a question mark at short. So you still have Jorge Polanco. Do you slide him over to third and you have Royce Lewis playing second base full time? You know? But Arias was uh, I didn't I didn't look at the game log, but he did play a lot of games at first. So is Kyle Farmer your for your full time first baseman for the Twins? Like, it's interesting, you know. And again, it's just there's a lot of question marks. It, it seems like the land of of misfits, the land of second chances. They signed Joey Gallo too. Yeah. So it's if you get the full potential, yeah, the Twins could probably make a run at at the division this year. It just seems like a lateral move. Well, their biggest thing too is last thing to touch on, having guys stay healthy on the offensive side too. You know, and and the biggest one, Byron Buxton, is you know, people forget yeah. when he's healthy. It revolves like, around him. He he is a top talented player. And not having him on the field is you know, it, they're not the same team offensively. So if he can be on the field, this could turn out to be a great move. Um for for the twins long term and um and for the short term marlins you know they got a really really good player i think lost in all of this uh people that want to look at the marlins and say well they're losing out on a on a guy that can go out there and take the ball every fifth day every sixth day however however frequently i think people are forgetting about edward cabrera and sixto sanchez like they have a rotation dude like sixto is coming off the tj uh, they're going to be fine. Yeah, so giving up a guy that's not Alcantara and then getting yeah. Luis Arise in return, yeah, th- they're going to be more than okay from a pitching standpoint. I think, I think the Marlins won the trade as of right now. I think the Marlins got the better end of the deal, especially with prospects attached. But the Twins, it's like it's still it's – still, it's weird. It's just odd. I understand you needed rotation help, but to take away a bat like that is interesting. I think there's probably a subsequent move following. I heard of I've I've heard a lot of names um or a lot of teams attached to Kepler. I think a lot of people are are intrigued by Max Kepler. They have a an extra outfielder by signing Gallo. Nick Gordon's still in the mix. Kirloff had a good year last year, so yeah. A lot of offseason left. I will say before that, the Edward Cabrera fan club, I am in it. That that guy. The guy's a freak. Freak. Oh, my goodness. Um, if that guy could put everything together, he that would be the, the duo there with Miami could be the next best duo in Major League Baseball. Like, I truly believe that after what I've seen. Um, it just depends how much he takes the next step because – Cabrera brings it. And I know it looks like the people I saw a video on Instagram talk about, 
oh, it's it's a sinker when it when it was like a ninety four mile an hour changeup. Like I don't know what to tell people when you face it. It looks like a changeup to me, mm-hmm. but it's just coming in so hard. But it, it but then it moves like a changeup. That's the thing. Sorry, it looks like a fastball and dies like a changeup. It doesn't feel like a sinker. Um, sky's the limit for that. And the Marlins, the Marlins could have something special. There's a reason why they didn't want to trade him. He was untouchable mm-hmm. for them. Hopefully yeah. we're going to see why soon. Yeah. Six though, coming back. Don't forget they traded for Lazardo. And not to mention, I forgot about it, that move. Was I mistaken? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, did I see a, a relatively recent? I'm gonna look it up here. Did I see a relatively recent picture of uh six Sanchez? Has he slimmed down? Because he there for a minute, he was, he had kind of let himself go. But I think that I saw. He's still listed on MLB.com at six, six foot two thirty four. Because I'm so maybe by the time he reports, he'll be a little bit. Slimmer. I mean, because I just I uh, Twitter searched six o Sanchez. There's a picture here from Fish on the Farm at Marlins Miners. It says six o Sanchez checks in on IG. It's just a pic picture of him just standing there. I mean, he doesn't look. I mean, he looks better than than what he was. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I saw some of those pictures from last year. I think it was last year, maybe the year before. But he had he had kind of let himself go. Um, but I mean, if he comes back, mass healthy, equals gas. Mass equals gas. Right, but I mean, Let's, that's the there's <laughs> you can kind of fine tune it. Like it it doesn't mean let yourself balloon up to like 500 yeah. pounds. I'm not saying this was 600, yeah. but like if he can come back healthy and stay on top of that watch out yeah the i mean do you want to feel depressed for a sec maybe six though was born in 1998 so let that I, sit in for well, you i have no idea what you're saying that's <laughs> i don't want to think about that either and last thing i'll say super too, depressing. last thing i'll say as well i mean you know it's not like also i'm getting more excited about the marlins the more we're talking about them to be honest and me too. You know, and Me too. they still have pieces there. I mean, you know, last year, you know, Trevor Rogers had a had a rough year, and in the year before, he had a two six four ERA. And looking that up because I was trying to think of who else was in that rotation of guys that they have. I mean, and, and just facing some of these other players and some of the, and even some of their offensive players, like they do have guys that are right on the cusp. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it's they're not. They traded for Stallings. Like they they're putting together. A very competitive. You're, ho- you're, and you're hopeful because we talked about this before of the Marlins trying to compete in that NL East. It's not. It's it's not going to be their year next year, but you're hoping you can build it because what you see right now is is three teams in the NL East that are ready to go. So mm-hmm. time will tell. Yeah, this is this is a budgetary move by them. Uh, not move, but specifically just like the roster in general. It's balling on a budget. You know what I mean? They're doing they're doing pretty good. Mix in with young talent. Speaking of of budgetary move, do you see Johnny Cueto's entrance for his presser? Yeah, can we you guys can we that? just take a minute to talk about that? <laughs> I Dude, have not I was seen this. I was talking I've never I was seen talking anything about it like with somebody that. in the messages the other day. Like teams need to recognize that there's like a ve- it's it's not a mystery. But there, like, there are very clear-cut ways to make your team like more enjoyable and more like mm-hmm. watchable and more fun to follow. Mm-hmm. And the Marlins, I feel like, have a pretty good good sense of what that is. Like, I don't know if yeah. you guys saw the video, but I love the video when they had him like ranking or like rating uh, Marlins employees like shimmies, and he was just like scrolling yeah. through the videos and he was. <laughs> He was like, uh, Diaz, uh, Ocho. I'm like, like, you gotta love Johnny Cueto. Like, what a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Eat innings, provide some veteran. I, I feel like I say this every, every time, but provide some veteran presence that, you know, kind of teaches these young guys a little bit, you know, and, and teaches them some things. And Cueto has been around the block for a lot of different teams. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think I, I, I saw something I look back on. And that it's, it, you know, it's at stake, but I think learn just realizing how to have more fun to relax a little bit more. And, and yes, he's proven and had the experience, but being able to bring that type of presence for that, the game's hard enough. 
and, and to bring back some fun to the game, some excitement will hopefully bring some more life, you know, to a Marlins team that really is, you know, they're, they're, they're they got a good mixture. Now, can you, can you take that next one or two steps to, to be back to being that relevant baseball team that, you know, Marlins fans want to see. Speaking of in worst case scenario, you have a lot of pieces that you can trade. Well, I was going to ask, speaking of fun and excitement and uh, potential pieces that you can move, does Jazz Chisholm end up wearing a Marlins uniform post trade deadline? I say yes. I say yes. Considering what they gave up to get him. I'd say, I'd say you never say never, you know, I try not to get too much into the hypotheticals here, but let's just face it. You know, if for the right price, if a team comes knocking and says, Hey, your, your team's out of it. What, what's the price? And they, they give you everything you want. I could see it. I'm just confused because I, I saw his name attached to a lot of trade rumors ahead of this, uh, Luis Arise move. And then immediately Obviously, with with that uh, serving as a shakeup to the middle infield there in Miami, attention shifts to Jazz Chisholm, and then it almost without hesitation, you've got the front, you've got Kim Ang coming out and saying the front office saying, "Well, we are prepared to move Jazz Chisholm to center field," and then you got Jazz Chisholm coming out and talking about how he is more than glad to move to center field, and he's not only going to do that, but he's also going to win a Gold Glove while he's out there. So, based on based on what we were hearing regarding trade rumors with him, it seems to me like this was all, at least for the last few weeks, this seems to be part of the plan all along for Miami. Cause it doesn't sound like there's at this point now that there's any, any real need or desire to, to move him out. I love, I love the fact that he came out and is like, oh, I'm going to be a gold glove center fielder then that's sick. And that's what you want out of guys like that. Guys are just taking it on the chin and, and saying, yeah, I'll do it. Um, he's got the swag. He's got the confidence. He's going to do whatever he wants to do. The athleticism is through the roof. But he's he's going to be totally fine. You still look at the infield, though, and you're like, Gene Segura isn't playing shortstop. Is, is Joey Wendell an everyday shortstop at this point in his career? I don't think so. So why can't Jazz play short? Why can't he be in the mix there? Or do you just fully develop him as a center fielder and say, do your thing? This first half of the, se- of the season will be very telling. But to your point about for him to stay, all the reasons that you that you brought up, he's got that confidence. He has that young energy where that can bring excitement to the ball club, to the team. And that could be a great fit. And if he goes on and he does play center fielder wherever he ends up, you know, having that mentality that he can go and be the best he can is, is going to be going to be, you know, very big for him and for the Marlins. But I will say this again, I wouldn't be surprised just because there's always a price that someone can't say no to. And if the Marlins are still struggling and they think they can flip for someone else, you can see a team that's looking for most a lot of teams out there will will go all in. We saw it last year. We'll go all in if they think a guy's going to put him over the top for a World Series. Speaking of going all in, the Kansas City Royals are pushing all the chips in, uh, signing a Roldis Chapman to a one-year, $3.75 million deal. Uh, I mean, guys, he's a seven-time All-Star, one of the greatest closers this game's ever seen. Uh, I, I love this move. I think this is really what pushes him over the edge. You get a guy that can just really be your lockdown ninth inning guy i mean that's we talk all the time no no we talk all the time about owners not wanting to fork over the money to get the guys that are proven winners and you've got the royals here saying you know what we're gonna put our money where our mouth is we're gonna go out and get a role as chapman and you know who just got better kansas city royals I don't think our listeners are quite on the level of understanding your sarcasm <laughs> that you expect. I think I think it's going to take them more time. 
They might have to read. If they don't, uh, if they don't know times. it by now, I, I don't. I can't help them. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like it's, been, <laughs> it's been four or five years at this point. I don't know, Ryan. Take it away, man. Uh, I don't know what to say about this. Well, it looks to me as a team where, you know, they they're get, they were getting a player that obviously, if he can go back to form, can be very good. But how everything ended in New York, personally. You know, I. You know, I, I, I thought that'd be too much of a distraction. The only thing I'll say with a positive to it being, is, you go to Kansas City, the last place I thought he'd end up, and maybe it's a team giving him a chance. And if he can prove that he's dominant again, we've talked about this a ton of times. Winning, being able to be productive, will squash a lot of things in the past, whether people want to believe in that or not. But. So he could create value for the Royals, but I don't know. I, I just I, I, I have a very sour impression of how everything ended last year where it just really doesn't sit well with me. And it's not to say guys don't get second chances or third. It's just the history of what's happened with Chapman the last few years has definitely changed. Are you are you talking about when he didn't show up to the team workout? Is that oh, what yeah. you're referencing? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's what I was referencing. We can talk about all the other if there's any other you know off the field issues. That's that's a whole other topic, um, which also has a lot of you know that that start that to me has started the the situation like the, the this this year long stretch or however it's been for him. Yeah, um, I, I still just doesn't sit right with me. As a competitor, you don't like things, but no matter no matter what you've done or what you've accomplished, um, you know. And I still give I still give the Yankees yeah. a lot of credit with that. You know what this move? I think you it, know what this move reminds me of. It's when you're playing the show, you're playing uh, what is it, the road to the show, mm-hmm. and you're so many seasons deep into your guy's career <laughs> that you see guys yeah, on teams see, where you're like face face against somebody. Yeah, like, oh, what? wow. <laughs> anyway, that's how, that's how yeah. I feel about, that's how I feel about a Royals chat on the, on the Royals. I'm like, they're like a, like a 72 overall now. Like, just a blip on the radar. <laughs> like, Oh, Oh, oh yeah. wow. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I think everything that Ryan touched on is on top of, you know, postseason games ending with him on the mound is, is what Yankee fans are going to remember him most for. And he had, uh, he had a solid stretch of being one of the best ever. And if he could have just stayed on that track, I think he would have been remembered a lot more favorably, but uh, coming from a Yankees fan, that's, that's how I'm going to remember him. You know, somebody that had a ton of talent, a ton of ability, and just couldn't get out of his own way. And you I mean that the the mental yips that you saw at times on the field, the stuff off the field, the not showing up for team workout, um, is it's just it's an unfortunate end. I think it is absolutely one of the most difficult positions to succeed in when you're talking specifically about the Yankees the Mariano Rivera effect, you know, of just this is what our expectation is for a closer and no one's going to be able to fill those shoes, you know? So whether intentionally or not, like whether fans actively expect that or it's just kind of, it's, it's just always going to be the in their mind, right? in the back of their mind. Yeah. They go, this is what we had. And this is what we now have. It's always going to be there. And whether that's fair or unfair, it's, it's beside the point. I think it's just is what it is. Just is what it is. So, you know, I, I'm glad the Yankees are finally moving on and, and it's officially like done. I don't know why, just in the back of my head, I was like, uh, I could still see some type of like one year deal, some type of like spring training invite. And I just, I, I'm glad it's over. And, but again, he gets, I, I really thought that, 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 that I will, on the contrary of an outsider's perspective, once you, once that final, that was the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back was the whole is, issue. And I cannot tell you how much as a competitor, as a player, when you go into that and, and that's how you choose to handle it. And, and I try not to be so critical of guys and I don't know the full situation, but from an optic standpoint, 
to me to me that's just extremely selfish at the time mm-hmm. given but again why does he get signed he gets signed because the year prior he was still an all-star and people are still holding on to the hope well he has something to offer and the royals said sure we'll bring you in on a one-year deal and and see if well, we can catch lightning in a bottle with you one more time the talent's still there i mean it's he's still, he still he has the capability of and he's developed like splitters and sliders that are nasty. Like he has the ability. It's just, I think the time ran out in New York. But that is, I mean, looking at his, the, the way his career has gone, that is a benefit of succeeding in major league baseball. It kind of buys you these opportunities down the stretch where if you hadn't built up any sort of resume, teams are going to look at that and be like, no, thanks. We'll pass. But if you've, mm-hmm. if you've shown stretches of success as he has you're going to look at that and go ryan like you said you're going to look at that and go he has something to offer it's it's been there before maybe we can catch lightning in a bottle here maybe this is the right uh environment that he needs a new change of scenery let's see what happens so i don't know seven time all-star played for 13 years still throws 100 if you still have that, some teams are going to take a chance. If on he you. stays, if he stays in that closer role, this is going to be a struggle. Because if you look at the Royals, how many opportunities are you going to have for saves? And that guy is only good when he has consistent saves lined up. When he has four, five, six days in between appearances, that's where you see issues show up. And he's all over the map. And it's it's a struggle for him to come in if there's anybody on base. The guy's high maintenance for sure. Well, this could, well, hey, with all that, this could be the best thing for him. Learn to pitch in different situations. And maybe that's an audition then for other teams to go, well, you know what? He is, yeah. He's handling other situations, and we're willing to, to take a risk. Because that's really what this feels like to me, is the Royals are trying to flip an investment that they can help their ball club next year. It's a low-risk investment for them, and if he can figure it out, some other team is going to come calling come the, you know, the trade deadline. The hope, the hope at least. Rewind a few years ago, and I, I remember being so excited that the Yankees were able to flip him for Glaber Torres and in turn sign him back the very next offseason. And I was like, the Yankees have pulled it off. It's like they pulled off the ultimate move. Then you look at this now at this point, and it's like, He's going to be better remembered as a Cub, even though he almost lost that World Series for him. He's going to be better remembered as a Cub than he is as a Yankee. And Glaber Torres is yet to really live up to the hype. He had one solid year. So it's like, was this move that grand? You know what I mean? Was it that special? Doesn't feel that way. I right would now. make the argument he was going to be better remembered as a Yankee, just not for the right reasons. Yeah, you know it's funny. Right. You know, think about this that he brought up the the moments. I mean, he had, he's involved in two of the most monumental home runs in postseason history. Even though even though mm-hmm. the the uh, Cleveland lost that home run in Game Seven off him and the home run mm-hmm. from Altuve in the ALCS. I mean, what moments? I, 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 I think it's unfortunate <laughs> to like defend him a little bit. I think it is unfortunate that he's not going to be remembered for the run that the Cubs went on with him. He was spectacular up until that game, up until the postseason in general. Sure. He was really, well, really good. They worked him He won't be remembered they for that. They worked him to death that they stretch. Yeah. <laughs> they really did. It's true. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, it's uh, overall. I think if the Yankees, you know, you look back and you're like, would they do that again? Yes. I don't know. I'd probably say yes. A thousand percent. Probably yes. say yes. He had a one ERA when he went to Chicago, down that stretch. It still just it still just comes down to if Glaber can be what everyone thought he's supposed to be. And that's still out, still out for verdict. So we'll see. What are our thoughts on Adam Duvall signing a one year, seven million dollar deal with the Red Sox? What are our thoughts, Kyle? I mean, I have thoughts, but I'm I'm curious what uh, your all's thoughts are. You and I texted back and forth about it when it happened. I said, 
congrats on signing in yet another corner outfielder. To which I responded. To which you responded saying he's going to be a center fielder. And I don't see why, where the evidence is that he's going to be an everyday center fielder. I don't see how. And we looked up the numbers. I don't have them in front of me, but I think it's like he has like 80 80 or 90 career I'm games. I'm just saying, it's being reported that in he's center field. center field, especially knowing what we know about Story. I get it. I definitely understand it. It's just, I don't understand why him. Like, if you're going to get somebody that goes and plays center field for you, why a 35-year-old, you know, guy that hasn't had his full whole career in center field? You know what scenario would have the Red Sox not having to play Adam Duvall in center field if they would have just signed Xander Bogarts? True. Just a thought. In, in, in an alternate <laughs> universe, you know, this all, the, the, everything that you wanted as a Red Sox fan happened, but we're not in an alternate universe. And, and Adam Duvall <laughs> no, is a Boston Red Sox. Look, I honestly think, you know, the the Red Sox to me, it's, is, is it going to, is it a drastic change? We, we don't know if the, how, how significantly impactful he can be. But he's not far removed from, and last year was an injury, uh, or you know he only played 86 games, but in uh, 2021, you know he had 38 bombs. You know, so coming to Fenway, players like to play at Fenway. This this could help their offense, and I think that's trying to help lighten the blow. And and I'm still a believer. And again, this is you guys. I think everyone is aware how you feel about the Red Sox and Yankees. This is a move that could end up being a a uh, a good bargain for the Red Sox depending on how this works out. And I do think the Red Sox are bound to bounce back. It does not help with some of their other injury news. Uh but but Duval can he can uh he can definitely he can help offensively. I don't dislike no. him. I don't I don't dislike him. I, I think he's he's definitely a, a strong piece of the lineup. We've seen it in multiple yeah. times. I'm just I, I'm I'm not seeing the 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 view. I don't understand what what Red Sox front office is trying to do. Well, they got torched at the winter at the uh, at their winter weekend, and rightfully so. Like fans just let it yeah. over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's it's uh, it's again. I think it's I think we looked up the age. I think he turns 35 at some point during the season. 34, 35. He's played he played 30 games in center field in 2021 and played 44 games in center field in, in 2022 and that's it. There's no other time in center field. So an aging middle 30 with uh with injury history doesn't scream center fielder. It's versatility though. So, At least that he's he's able sure. to and I think that's part of the the situation that the Red Sox are going to have to to navigate is how are we going to, to do this? And how are we going to put out a lineup that both is going to be a threat offensively and what's going to be our best defensive lineup that we can piece together? And oh, it's it's going to be a lot of a lot of chicken wire and duct tape holding this thing together. But I I think this is going to be one of those years where you're going to see 120, 130 different lineups. Then that's hard. That's really hard. It's in that so division. hard for me to latch on to to bring myself to latch on to this team because it's going to look so different next year just the the short-term deals we have on on the books right now it's like are we really going to latch on to adam duvall maybe if he, if he does something something great like if he has a good run for us maybe but for what he's not going to be here long term justin turner so knocking on the door of retirement didn't even know if he'd be coming over to Boston to begin with. Now he's that, our, that one's a head scratcher for me. That one specifically. So I don't know. I the I like the move in and of itself, like bringing over Adam Duvall, Adam to your lineup. But for a one year, seven million dollar deal, I just like you were saying. I hate I hate looking at lineups that are just pieced together, just as a bridge year or to to hold it down until prospects get up because. As I've said before, you're the Boston Red Sox. You shouldn't have to have these kinds of years. If you want to wait yeah. till your prospects come up, that's fine. But like, mm-hmm. pay the guys that you have who are here, who have played here, who have succeeded here, 
and then adjust when the time comes. Don't let them walk to then go, ah, well, it didn't work out. So we're just going to, we're going to bring on board a couple one year guys and just, just roll the dice and see if we can, we can catch magic. What was the, what was the Turner deal? What was that for? It was one, no, two for 22. Looking it up. So you take the Duvall seven, Justin Turner 11. You're telling me you can't go get somebody that better fits your needs for 18 a year. Was it two, Ryan? Yeah, it's two. It's two years with an opt out after the first year, and I think right, which he's he's not going to be back. Two years, two years, twenty two, twenty two million. But again, and this is you're looking basically looking at a one year deal, right? But I will say with these prove it deals for certain guys, they are still trying to play to continue their career and to keep their career going, and and that does create value. And I know you can talk about duct taping lineups, and that makes you feel a certain way, but proven veterans that are on the cusp of are they going to continue at the rate or hopefully stay at the rate that they're playing or decline right now? They have just as much incentive as long as they want to continue to play baseball. And some of these guys and most players want to play as long as they can. So, and Justin Turner, at least he's going to bring a veteran presence and he's going to bring his, what he's done before. And again, I bring it up to the point like Fenway is a great place to hit. And, and you know who is good at hitting at Fenway, who also brings a veteran presence? J.D. Martinez, <laughs> who signed for yeah. cheaper, a cheaper rate to go to the to go to the Dodgers and made the rest of his offense better because he's a he's an he's a hitting addict. He loves talking hitting. He makes everyone around him better. He said he wanted to retire as a member of the Boston Red Sox, but sure, let's bring in the guy who also is trying to stretch out his career. The disconnect between the front office and the clubhouse just grows. It has to be growing at this point. It, it 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 is crazy. But how much of this, just playing devil's advocate, how much of this, you look at some past names, names attached to, to championship years. Well, you look at Johnny Gomes. You look at Steve Pierce. You look at, you know, Kevin Millar. You look at guys that, have had this couple laps around the league, done their thing, had moments of success. Do you feel like there's any type of that magic for a scrape it together kind of overlooked ball club? No, I mean, for sure. And I, I would hope that that happens, but a lot of things have to go right for the Red Sox this year. And it goes back to what I was saying about it's hard to, to pull myself together to the point to where I'm, I'm willing to, to be excited about this team. If, if that ends up happening, if, if they catch lightning in a bottle, then that's great. And I'll, I'll be along for every step of the way, but going into it, like I said, a lot of things have to go right. So going into it, it's hard to get excited about it because you know that the, the makeup of this team is going to look completely different come 2024. Anybody remember what Yavaldi signed for? Just talking about all the players that aren't Red Sox anymore. It's great. It's, yeah, it's no, good. this two is, years this seventeen. Really, it was really enjoyable. Two years seventeen. So it's just well, they, again, it's back. They to offered that. him a it's three-year deal, that. and they withdrew yeah. it. Look, it, it, mm. it's it's a it's a new day and age for 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 the Red Sox, and it's new day and age in general for the at least because they're not going to be beating up on each other as much. I, I, it's I'm I'm the optimist of the group here. Obviously, could see. Uh, <laughs> but I do believe that, that things can work out better. I understand all the the worries and they're and they're validated. They, there's a lot of question marks. But Fenway Park, the city of Boston, the history of the team has had a good reputation. Should be fun to watch. A lot of fun baseball to watch, guys. We are so close if you think about it. So close. It's it's creeping up there. It's it's creep creeping. Less than a month away till uh, pitchers and catchers report, uh, and how long we got till World Baseball Classic? What is that just like? Under two, under two months. Yeah, under two just months. Under. I don't know where the month of January went. I'll, I know that much. I thought New Year, New oh. Year's was yesterday. That's what it feels it like. Literally <laughs> was. Um, Everyone keeping up with the resolutions? I didn't make any resolutions. Nice. So yes, you are good. Yes. Paige and I did like a, like a 30 day thing. So we have a wedding to go to on the fourth 
And we were just like, instead of resolutions, just to have like a solid month of, of being good. It's been all right. It's been pretty so, good. So nice. <laughs> so, yeah, we have a solid month. How's it going? All right. <laughs> I mean, that's how long most resolutions last. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So I know. That's what I said. So like, yeah, we just mix in some stuff. Uh, I've gotten better. I feel good. 2023 Nate is, is, is on the prowl. So he's doing good. I'm happy to hear that. Thanks. How about you? Stay alive. I'm right. I'm writing down a lot of my stuff. Uh, that's my thing. Did Ollie have any? Yeah. What any the heck? Dude, where's can Ollie? Him? Can you go get Ollie? Okay, Ollie and we can, and we can, and then that'll be our cue. Hold on a second. We'll see. The noisiest chair and all of podcasts. We know you gotta. We know you gotta. <laughs> we know you gotta dip out of here soon. So let me go can, see if can I you can grab find... Ollie and we can just, wrap it up. Just go. The the only reason we brought you on yeah, today was yeah, to get yeah. Ollie. So go do what you need to do. It does look like a comfy chair, to be fair. Yeah, but at what cost? <laughs> uh, is that all baseball stuff? Are we all done? That's all we got. <laughs> There he is. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Oh, we had the robo umps for AAA, but oh. we already know how I feel about that. Yeah. Oh. Here he comes. Let's go! <laughs> yes, he's huge. He's a, <laughs> he's a bear. I, he's not even. I mean. We missed his puppy stage. Oh, he's he's yes. like that awkward teen oh, stage. Yeah. Oh, he doesn't want it to go on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's go. Yes. This Ollie making his debut. He is wet. He was outside. Um, sure, oh, sure. And he's caught in the court. So eventually, yep. my mic's going to go out here soon, but he made his appearance. People can, should... he, can he give his quick, his quick take on the Adam Duvall signing real quick? Okay, hey, Paul, if you like the signing. Paul? He right doesn't on. like it. Right on, Ollie. Yeah. Paul? He looks depressed. <laughs> you know, he, looks, just... he looks about the way all Red Sox fans do right now. So. Well, he's still, he was in football season mode, and when the Ravens lost, he hasn't. He just barely <laughs> wants to move. Oh, <laughs> okay, buddy. Okay. We're there done here. Say hi. He's yeah. what a what a gem. He, 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 Ollie will get an introduction next. Uh, next he just episode, woke up. Sure. He was he was napping, so tired from the walk, run. He looks <laughs> super bitter right now. I understand. Ollie, go go take your nap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we lost Ryan. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> that a boy, oh. Ollie. Wreaking havoc over here. I love it. Ryan, Ryan's out. out. Let's get out of here. Let's wrap this thing up. That's all we got. Oh, yep. Another day in the books. Great job on everybody's ability to just stay stay into this offseason. I feel like our, our listeners are staying staying into this. We're we're right around Ollie's the corner. Into this. We're we're bought in. Keep it rolling. We're almost there. And uh, it's almost our time again. So don't go chasing curveballs, you goons. I'll fill in for Ryan here. It's a great day to have a day. Hope everybody has a fantastic week. Ollie is Ollie is pulling for you. If nobody else has your back, Ollie's got your back. We love you all. And as always, looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay filthy.